You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm MLB DFS Podcast with hosts John Impemba and James Grande. What is going on, FA Nation? John Pemba here with James Grande. This is the Quick Pitch MLB DFS Podcast recording here on Sunday evening, taking a look at Mondays. James, uh, once again, we have a split slate. So if you're on DraftKings, it's nine games. If you're on FanDuel, it's seven. DraftKings has included the games starting at 630 and 640. Your Dodgers, Pirates, uh, uh, Brewers, Reds games are on your DraftKings slate. They are not, however, on your FanDuel slate. FanDuel just giving you the seven gamers starting at 710. Last week, James, they were on the same page. Not off to a good start here. Yeah, it's just annoying. Honestly, it's just continuously. They just, they want to fight each other for whatever reason. Can we just... Go back to the times where you guys were going to Just inconvenient you know, for the content creators. Yeah. I know. It's just, it is, it's tough. But we will move forward. We will prevail. We will dominate. We will win. As Justin, something, that, some, that was like a line Justin Fenserman would say. So shout out to you, Fancy. Not that you're listening to this ever. But shout out to you nevertheless. And shout out to uh, DraftKings. He missed the nine games. I see one, two, three, six games. I see one, two, three, four, five, six on the board. Headlined by an eight and a half, John. Continues to be um, low scoring. Miami and Arizona is the highest game total we have on the board. Wow. Yeah, that's... Uh, we've talked about that, right? The offense is down yeah. and... Yeah. You know, right. It's just... Uh, you you would know. just think, like, it's going to eventually turn around. It's just not. They're, so the best part is they're going to switch the balls and tell nobody... One night there's just gonna be like 45 home runs, and all the pitchers get shelled, and we're like, "Oh, cool, ball's back," and and we'll just go from there. So let's kick it off here again. I'm looking at DraftKings. I have Fanduel open as well. So at the top of the pitching for uh, DraftKings and for Fanduel is our guy Carlos Rodon at home against Colorado. Now it is a lefty versus Colorado matchup. It is at least in a very favorable pitcher's ballpark there in San Francisco. And Rodon, for the most part, maybe his last start notwithstanding, even then against the Dodgers wasn't awful, but pretty dominant, right? Dodgers start last time out, six innings, just two earned, but only three strikes. Didn't get the win there, but the, the four games prior to that, nine, eight, nine, and 12 strikeouts. Had the win in three of those games. So he's been pretty elite. A great signing for San Francisco. Coming over as advertised. $10,000 for Rodon on DraftKings. On FanDuel, he is $11,100. But James, as we talked about Colorado this year, offensively, whether they're at home or on the road, has been have been a pretty good team. Yeah, they have. And they're not striking out either. Um, against left-handers this year, they're number one in OPS. And they have the lowest strikeout rate, a second lowest strikeout rate, but it's 0. 0.2, a 0.2 difference between the Nationals. 16? I was going to say the Nationals, dude. I played the Sandoval under strikeouts today at five and a half because it was a 16% strikeout rate they got. Yep. 16.5 for the Nationals, 16.7 for the pretty remarkable. And R Rodon had been dominant in the strikeout department until he faced the Dodgers and he only struck out three. Now, do I think he can strike out nine Rockies here? Sure. I think he can strike out nine of anybody. But it is worth noting, like, the Dodgers had a 23% K rate against lefties, which is the 14th highest, so, like, middle of the pack. And he couldn't strike them out. And Colorado just hasn't been striking out. So, definitely interesting. I'm definitely still... I'm definitely still going to play him, because even in his 
quote, bad start. He only allowed two earned runs. He only allowed three hits. So uh, pretty safe floor with Rodon. I think the three strikeouts are more of an outlier. So I'm perfectly fine going there. Okay, next price pitcher. And I think this is kind of a, I guess this is where things get a little bit interesting uh, on DraftKings. At least you have Mackenzie Gore at $9,700 home against Chicago. You have Michael Kopech at $9,500 home against Cleveland. Brendan Woodruff. $9,300, but on the road in the Great American ball, uh, Small Park there in Cincinnati. And Ranger Suarez at $9,100 on the road against Gore and Kopech. We know that they're kind of flame flame throwers. But what are your thoughts on the two young starters there? Do you, do you feel like they're worth spending up for on this slate? Not particularly. I don't hate Mackenzie Gore. Lefty, the Cubs strike out a pretty decent amount, 22%. They are top 12 in OPS, so I don't... If I were to lean like between Gore and Kopech, I would lean Gore. But I'm okay with Woodruff even in Great American. I don't... like The Reds are the worst team in baseball. I know they picked up their fifth win. I think was at two straight on Sunday, and that's great for them. And even in a game they took Woodruff, they just faced each other last time around in the rotation, and they got to Woodruff, two home runs. He had 12 strikeouts. 12, John. Yep. That is a and lot of strikeouts. And just five and two-thirds innings. So you think about <laughs> it. All right, that, that is uh, quick math here. That's 17 total outs he recorded, and 12 of them were by Cincinnati against right-handed pitching, 26.4% K rate, second highest in the league. I think a lot of people... Just skip over Gore and Kopech and go right to Woodruff, and I can't blame anyone for doing so. Yeah, I don't know why Ranger Suarez is priced as high as he is. That he's, he's that one is a little bit confusing to me. He's he's, not yeah, he's been bad this not bad. He hasn't been bad this year, but it's he was he had a sub two ERA last year. Yeah, he's four six this year, so yeah, no, no dice for me there. Uh, Gore and Kopech are the next two price guys on Fanduel as well. Gore's ten K. Kopech is 92. Woodruff not on the slate, obviously, because uh, they're not counting the six six o'clock start time games. Noah Syndergaard is 9K, however, on FanDuel at home against Tampa Bay. Syndergaard, $7,900 on DraftKings. The guys between the pitches we've just mentioned, Luis Castillo looking like he's coming off of the IL to start here against yep. Milwaukee. We have it was Alessio Hernandez, right, going up. Mm -hmm. uh, against Arizona here. He's been garbage. And Julio Harias, though, at $8,200 going up against Pittsburgh. That one feels... Oh, uh, my gosh. That one feels stupid. like a little bit of a mistake. Now, we don't get Urias on FanDuel. Uh, again, that is the 635 start time. But Urias at $8,200, that feels like a misprice. So that's chalk, if feels I've ever like seen it. it. The only thing I will say is look at the pitches that he's thrown this year. He has, they are, they have put in place this like commitment to keep his pitch count low. It seems like at least 80 looks like the max. <laughs> it seems like. So we are not going to probably get past six innings. We could, uh, I guess. How frustrating is the last start? Six innings and no earned <laughs> runs, just four hits allowed, no walks against San Francisco, 65 pitches and they took him out. So six, 52 innings, of six, six innings looks like the max, yeah. 52 strikes yeah. of 65 pitches. Mm -hmm. He threw 13 balls, and Dave Roberts was like, good job, kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Must days. be getting tired, yeah. Um, oh, my God. Because they were working him up, right? Like 57, 65, 75, 81 pitches, 
six innings. You're like, all right. And then he went six innings again at just 65 pitches, and they took him out. So six innings has to be his innings cap, I think. So I guess here's my question then. What are you okay using him all formats? I think so because, again, six innings. It's still Pittsburgh. Six innings, no earned, four strikeouts. Got you 23 fantasy points in the win. The Dodgers are big favorites here. If he still gets the win, like he did against San Diego, which is five innings, he gave up a run at six strikeouts, 22 fantasy points. If he's getting right. 22, 20, 22 fantasy points at 8,200, that's still a win. That's still four. That's still yeah. three and a half X or whatever it is. The quick math there, two and a half X, depending on how many strikeouts he gets. You give him the extra three points for the inning. There's still some decent upside there. And who knows? Maybe two starts, cap him at five. Two starts, cap him at six. Maybe he gets right. a boost here. You know, if you want to potential trend so you know there's definitely a higher ceiling potential here as long as he doesn't struggle i think we're locked in for 18 outs so i like it my eliza hernandez thing the lefties crush him yeah. so arizona actually does have a pretty deep lefty lineup especially with josh rojas back in the lineup too so i think that's scary for him not going there don't think we can use castillo i know he threw 76 pitches in a simulated game Milwaukee's been really good lately, and it's they have Cincinnati. been really good. yeah they've been they've been really good scoring in bunches. Don't think we need to go. Roddy Telez is going to um, hit one out of the ballpark, so maybe there's a definitely a chance. And Syndergaard, the, the problem with Syndergaard, I like him. I would say I like him more on DraftKings because he's 79. I cannot pay 9K for him. He's not no. striking guys out. Right. And Tampa, they do is strike a out team. though. Don't they, yeah, Tampa is a team you could strike out. They are ninth. Against righties in strikeout rate, 24.8%. So that's a healthy amount of strikeouts. But, like, Baltimore was too. And six strikeouts in that game, that's that's not too bad. I'm, I'm trying to look at, like, K rates against righties. Maybe, I guess, maybe I'll give them a benefit of the doubt. Texas, 23rd in strikeouts. Houston, 15th in strikeouts. Boston, 24th. So maybe it's just the opponent's. The good thing about Boston is that they strike out a lot against elite strikeout pitchers. And I, I wrote that up yesterday when we took the Dylan Cease strikeout prop over. Guys like Manoa, Cease, uh, Gossman, and Otani all went for eight or more strikeouts against. Some of the lesser pitchers, they don't strike out a ton against because those guys don't have elite put-away stuff. So I guess the question is, does Syndergaard still have that ability to be a put-away guy? Because if he does... right. The bottom of the Red Sox lineup right now, AAA at best lineup. It's so bad <laughs> being a Red Sox fan right now. They've lost like six in a row. There was a tweet that went out today that had the the six, seven, eight, nine, one, two hitters for today's lineup. The, the tweet was, Boston will have six consecutive batters in their lineup today where each player has a batting average below 215 and an OPS below 570. And oh that was God. six... Seven, eight, nine, one, and two. Rasquez, Verdugo, Dahlbeck, Arroyo, Kiki Hernandez, and Trevor Story. All with batting average below 215 and OPS is below 600. So that is bad. That is a horrific, I can't even say horrific enough lineup to be facing. And they strike out against bad pitch. They strike out against elite pitchers. So Syndergaard, I agree with you at 7,900, I think is on the table here against Tampa Bay because I'm not really going to hold... I don't think that matchup against them for against Boston. So 
We'll see. I'm looking at Syndergaard swinging strike rates, too, just, like, throughout his career. Yeah, and but- it's dipped, but still 11.6% swinging strike rate this year is pretty good. So he's going to start generating. And that was the thing, like, Corbin Burns, I think, or Woodruff on this late, I think he had, what, four strikeouts in his first two games? Generating a ton of swings and misses. It's like, all right, that wasn't going to stay. Ever. Like, I, I think if you can generate a lot of swings and misses, strikeouts are going to follow. So this could be the breakout for Syndergaard. Yeah, the, in the Otani game against the Red Sox when he had 11 strikeouts, he had he got uh, 29 swing and misses against the Red Sox. <laughs> Doesn't even make sense. No, that's just like a ridiculous percentage of his pitches went for swing and misses. So, anyways, enough about how bad the Red Sox are. Under Syndergaard here, Paul Blackburn sort of came back to earth against Tampa <laughs> Bay, right? Three earned and four and a third yeah. and five Ks. But now he gets Detroit, so $7,500, probably a spot we can kind of peek back over to but there's not really i don't know at least for me there's not much else here like anybody jump out to you for value pitching on this slate austin gomber i know he's been better at home which is just crazy to say and san francisco hadn't been hitting lefties well until steven Matz came into town right. and that changed very quickly they largely haven't been hitting lefties well except one game and gomber has been pitching well he has three straight games of six or more strikeouts three straight games of 19 or more fantasy points, including the last start at home against Washington. So if we do believe that Colorado could get to Rodon because their offense has been good and maybe Gomber can sneak out a win here. So I don't hate Gomber. I don't hate Pineda considering it's Oakland. And we saw the pitch count go from 60, 65, 85 in game three for Pineda. And he had four scoreless in that game against Pittsburgh. And then everything fell apart in the fourth where he gives up he walks a bunch of people and two earned later and he can't get out of the fifth inning. So I think there's a couple guys. Like- with Humberto Castellanos, I'm going to assume is how we're, we're pronouncing that there. Um, five and two thirds against Miami in his last start in Miami. No earned, four strikeouts, got the win. He's $7,200 on FanDuel and he is so 7100 on DraftKings. So. Mm-hmm. I don't hate that. That's a good call, John. Um, if, you, if you're, you know, two of the last three starts for him, he picked up wins in 18.3 fantasy points against the Mets, 22.4 fantasy points against Miami. So, you know, just like, just another kind of potential value if you want to go there on the slate. Catcher position, again, not looking to spend up here. I mean, Narvaez, I'll keep going to him. He's 4K though. But getting Castillo fresh off the IL in Cincinnati is nice. Nice to see if he's in the lineup there. Maybe Austin Nola still. He's been horrible. Yeah, but Hendricks has been bad. I, I would rather spend $100 less, at least on DraftKings, and get Dalton Varsha. I was going to say, you're playing Varsha. See, that's the, as we've talked about before, this is our first look podcast. So at times we'll start looking at players like, oh, this is a good spot. And then you're like, oh, there's a lefty. Dal- yeah, and Dalton Varsha. Yeah. So, and it's Elizer. Elizer Hernandez yeah. against lefty. It's just. Yeah, that's the spot. That is the spot. That's- $3,800, Dalton Varsha, the catcher. Assuming he's in the lineup, he should be. That's definitely where we want to take a peek. Let's see. But any other just like straight up punt plays potentially for you? Jan Gomes against a lefty. Ooh, I like that. We always like our guy Jan Gomes against a lefty. Have to see him in the lineup. Have uh, to see him in the lineup. He actually played both doubleheader on Saturday. And he hit third against Kershaw. And we'll see what happens with the catching situation in Seattle. Luis Torrens, if he started... He's $3,300. I know he's been bad, but Ranger Suarez, as you mentioned, was has not really been great either. So he, he just doesn't strike anybody out. 
He just doesn't strike anybody out. So it's a big contact guy. When you're a contact to pitch guy, sometimes those spiral on you. So again, if you want to spend up on some of these guys, like you, you can. We just don't. We just don't like this preach spending up on on right. pitching. So do with that as you may. Uh, first base. Uh, where where are you looking at this first base position? Anybody? You know, I, I guess Freeman for DraftKings at fifty three. Yep, Freeman for DraftKings. You can play Crone as a contrarian play. He, sure. we know he mashes lefties, right? That's has been that's been the calling his whole career. So if you want to play Crone, Freeman definitely in play. Jose Abreu. I'm sorry, but he just he killed the Red Sox this. No, I know this weekend. He's ever come since alive. Pete, ever since Pete made the call on Thursday against Hendricks, <laughs> it's so. crazy. And then Rowdy. So I think Rowdy's probably too expensive for me. But we we saw the upside, right? Like he has literally, he almost put up fifty yeah. fantasy points. What did on, we talk about the Brewer stack that night? Right? Yeah, <laughs> like, we did talk about the Brewer. That yeah. was the same. The Pete yeah, shout the Pete, out Pete Cole that we podcast, brought Pete on. Yeah, and, we, yeah. We, were, um, we kept on saying how we love playing it and it keeps on biting us. And then for the next couple of games, the Milwaukee stack was the stack. I think the mid tier is pretty good. Abreu forty nine. Talese uh, forty seven and Hosmer forty five. Fanduel. Ty France is the second highest priced first baseman. Uh, he gets the lefty and Ranger Suarez here at 4,200 on DraftKings. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Uh, France at 42. And we just saw him at, what, 6K like a week ago. We were we scoffed at that. We were like, what is Ty France? He's been great. But why is he 6K? Yeah. Um, this is definitely more viable. And something I I saw the other day, and I know Cast, uh, Castellanos just shut Miami down. They are 11th in OPS, and they are 9th in WOBA against right-handed pitching. Jesus Aguilar is crushing righties this year. So $4,000, he's in a groove right now. Three home runs, 10 RBIs, 1,000 OPS over his last 10 games. So maybe some Jesus Aguilar. That game does have the highest implied total. The over is... It's a, it's basically a pick 'em, but the over is minus one fifteen right now mm-hmm. at eight and a half runs. So GPP play, if you that game could actually people sure. aren't gonna this game could be a GPP stack like a full game stack. Here. Yeah, Aguilar twenty nine hundred on Fanduel. It's a good uh, price. A good price for him. You know, G Man came back today, struck out three times, but you know he was really good before <laughs> going on the IL. So if you're maybe not a, a Syndergaard truther yet, it could probably be a little bit of a contrarian play. The two San Francisco guys here against Gomber. Flores and Darren Ruff against lefties. Historically, again, good guys to get in the lineup against Southpaws. Maybe not the numbers this year bear that out, but Ruff did homer yesterday and has a four-game hit streak going right now. So thinking about San Francisco here and some of those guys, potentially worth jumping into your lineup. Any other value plays at the first base position for you? I want to say Seth Beer, but Seth Beer is 0 for his last 31. Yeah. And he only has eight, like, only eight strikeouts over that time. You got to think he, like, that it's just, we're just running into terrible luck. I'm going to see what his batting average in balls in play is. You got to, you got to just think, like, only eight strikeouts and 31 at bats? Like, how are you? Yeah, he's got a 23% strikeout rate, which isn't awful. I mean, he was a, he was like a pretty high prospect for Arizona. 275 so, bat bips. Not not the most snake bitten. The the yeah. the power is the problem. Zero eight point zero eight six ISO is pretty bad. Uh, unlucky. I know he's gonna hit a home run tomorrow. Yeah. And we're gonna miss out. But yeah, pro- I I want to play him. I just don't. Think I mean, there's can. definitely some positive regression that he's due for. But maybe know, it's against Eliza though, dude. Could, we know that definitely is. could be against Eliza. Something to something to take a peek at there. Over at second base, 
You mentioned the Marlins, Jazz Chisholm, 313 average, 960 OPS. Definitely a guy who's expensive, but if you're playing the Marlins stack, you can't play a Marlins stack without Jazz Chisholm. So. Yeah, I mean, he hits doubles, he hits triples, he hits home runs, and he steals bases. So. Yeah, and he Euro steps to home plate. So. And, he, and he has an amazing Euro, great Euro step, honestly. One of the best in the game because he's the only one that does it. Brandon Lau, 44 against Syndergaard. Colden Wong, 43 against Castillo. Plays that I think I have some interest in as well. Marte is better against lefties, but he's been trashed yep. this year. So Better against lefties. Coming alive, though, John. Like, yeah. hits in seven straight, six, seven straight, four of five, five of six with double-digit fantasy points. So you're buying I'm, in then? I am. I told you, I really, I just said Seth Beer might break out. He's over his last 31. Sure. So I'm I'm willing sure. to go to Cattell Marte on a seven-game hitting streak okay. against Elizer. Okay, that's fine. You can go that direction. <laughs> Weird, Jed Lauer's hurt again. Shocker. Any other second baseman in the mid-tier? We talked about some of the top price guys. Villar against the lefty, 39. Maybe can be a spot. John Zagur is 36. Kind of feels like a safe cash game play. Homer, look at, why is Zagur so cheap? He's got seven hits over the last three games. He homered today. And he's just $3,600. I guess it's Chris good. Flexen? Yeah, it's a good price. Right? Segura definitely in play, 36. Okay. They're just struggling in general. And then Abraham Toro, too. He homered in a couple games straight. He, two, 3,400, and he's a switch hitter. So he he gets a crack at Suarez from the right side. Sure. All right, I like it. FanDuel, I think it's pretty much the same. Not too much of a difference there. Jazz is 37, tied for the top-priced. A uh, guy there. Maybe if FanDuel has Cronenworth at 33. Yeah, good one. Not bad. But, you know, Loud's a little bit cheaper. I think we like that. Let's see. Cattell's 31. They got Owen Miller at 3K against Kopik. We mentioned Segura is at 27 there. It's probably the last spot that we're, we're going to take a peek at, at least for now, until some of those lineups come out. Third base position, James. Where, do you, where are we liking some third base? There's a lot of good men on this list. Manny Machado. Because he's just doing everything. Yeah, Maybe this, one of the leading he's candidates. He's looking like the best Manny Machado we've seen. I was in, literally going to say, probably one of the leading candidates for MVP if the season just ended today. Running. The, the stolen bases are definitely like wild. We know he can do it. He just hasn't been running this much. The power, really everything. And he gets Hendricks, who's been giving up a lot of home runs on the road, too. Hendricks pitches better at home. I don't. I I would like to play Luis Urias. I don't know why he's 5K. So hopefully he's better over on Fanduel. Oh no, they're not on Fanduel. Look at that. Rendon against the left. I know you have not played Anthony Rendon. I, and I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You don't think you? I don't think you need to. But Unigenio Suarez for a home run. But it, that's all it is. Sure. Like he, all he can provide right now. Like the last couple of years are is yep. just a home run. I kind of. I don't mind Joey Wendell. I know he's struggling a little bit, but. You know, he has a little, he does a little bit of things. If you're playing in Miami, he's $3,600, so could can maybe throw him in a line. Did you, did you see the clip of Joey Wendell on uh, Twitter that someone was like, Joey Wendell was definitely born in the 1890s. And it was just like him in the box, no batting gloves, and he just kept like resetting. It, it looked like he, like the first sight of television, Joey Wendell should have been playing in that era of baseball. It was incredible. I'll have to find the clip and I'll tweet it out when the podcast is tweeted out. But Joey Wendell was built for the 
18 late 1800s early 1900s of baseball let me tell you and just rock josh rojas is 3200 yes sir so, he's back yeah. he is this is he there's gonna be life in that arizona offense because of josh rojas i was high on him all off season. i know i wasn't alone but he's good he's a good he's a very good leadoff man so i, I think he's gonna uh have a good day spark this is some, gonna be spark some lineups potentially yeah this is gonna be a good this is gonna be a good josh rojas day okay i like it over at the shortstop position here again at the top we have trey turner if you're on draft wander at 53 tim anderson at 53 willie adonis if you're on DraftKings, is at 51 javier baez is up there that's like your top group because i don't consider kyle farmer worth being 4600 <laughs> So I think none of those guys really have the split matchup that we like no. them for. So they're more just sort of GPP plays for me or lineup stacks. Adames actually hits me better. So True. he does have okay. the stat. He does have the split, but he does have the tough matchup. He, of the top guys, has the tough matchup. I think the White Sox could be sneaky. Zach Plesak is not impressive whatsoever. Doesn't really strike out a lot of people either. So there's going to be a lot of balls in play. Anderson's been great just in general. 400 average over his last 10 games. We're seeing the power. We got another. We got stolen base on Sundays. I think Anderson of the bunch would be my favorite. And then Dames in a Milwaukee stack, I like a lot too. I'm looking at the rest of the list though. Nothing is jumping out to me. Is is any Does anybody here that we haven't discussed at shortstop stick out to you <laughs> at all? Because literally Rosario, Iglesias, Tyler Wade, Diego Castillo. We talked about Joey Wendell. Like none of these guys look, we talked, jo- Rojas can play shortstop on DraftKings. So maybe yep. like, Maybe you play Machado with third and Rojas at short or something like that and spend down, but there's really nothing at shortstop for me for value. Yeah, I definitely think that's a route we should take, like the Wendells and the Rojases of the world if you're not spending up. Nico Horner hits lefties well. He's hitting over 300 against them. Started in both games. The Dodgers had two lefties on the mound on the, in that Saturday doubleheader and hits in both, including two hits against Kershaw. So I don't hate Nico Horner as like a punt, 3,100 and five five game hitting streak hitting you know essentially 300 on the year with a little power a little speed so nico horner would probably be as low as i'd go yep i think that's probably where i am at as well outfielder again a lot of top guys here mike trout at 6k against springs you got harper homer today at 59 schwarber is first base eligible on FanDuel as well as outfield he's got he's 56 on DraftKings as an outfielder only top price guys anybody that you'll consider a core play would you look at me different if i just said taylor ward no <laughs> no i know he's um, been he's been every bit as good as trout so you know. oh and he ha- and he hasn't even played the whole year right. like he missed the first what week or two of the season i know we generally like mookie Betts more against righties but he is on fire right now and he gets jose quintana wait does he get quintana or does he get bryce wilson i see an update that shows quintana starting uh that that changes a little some things then right if quintana is a lefty Let's see. Yeah, let's see the update. I'm gonna go over to our friends at RotoWire. Okay. And I see the expected starter Quintana, and then I'll go to ESPN as well. Okay, DraftKings has Bryce Wilson, so that would change things. Then we can update it because I actually refreshed and it oh. changed. It changed to Quintana. Okay. Well, then that changes a few things. So then Trey Turner does get the lefty matchup. Freeman is now probably out because of the lefty matchup. I see. 
ESPN has Dylan Peters, but he's also a lefty. Okay. So well, we'll see. Oh, he pitched. Are they using so an Dylan, opener? Dylan Peters pitched on Sunday. Okay. He gave up four runs. One He didn't get recorded. He gave up four runs. All right. it's, yeah. If it's Quintana, Quintana then for DraftKings, yeah. there's a few more guys and then we can at least you know, consider here guys going up against a lefty that we, that we kind of tend to like. So just Justin Turner has been a, the court. It's been the corpse of Justin Turner, right. but didn't he had a decent game today though? Didn't he? Or Let so, us uh, his name pop up on seven, Sunday. one, they won seven to one on Sunday. Justin Turner, uh, was oh for three with a DH. All right. Well, then I lied. I th- he had an RBI. He had an RBI. That's must've been what I saw. I don't know. I said 0 for 3 with a DH, by the way. I was looking at his position and it meant to say RBI. Yeah, it's okay. That is. I was just going to let it go. I wasn't even going to bring attention to it. Chris Taylor, though, at $4,200 on draft. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, is, is a good spot. Then, again, you get the lefty for Trey Turner, which I like. If you're looking mm-hmm. to spend up at short, that definitely plays. Kind of kills some of the other guys, but Will Smith, if you want to spend up, I guess, yep. uh, against a lefty is a guy to, to take a peek at, so... We'll see what happens. We'll see who Pittsburgh's throwing out there, and, and that could change. So the way Yelich has been playing, would you pay five K for a current form Yelich against Castillo? In tournaments, sure. Yeah. I think the Brewers are mostly tournaments because they're sure. very priced up, and it is a tough matchup. But it is his Castillo's first game back. Okay. Anybody, I guess, else in this like upper four K range? Luis Robert. Robert yeah. yeah, Luis Robert has been super good. I think the the White Sox are kind of catching fire right now. So Say is there. He's been really struggling. Hit a triple on Sunday. Maybe something to, they, to jumpstart him. They figured him out a little bit, I think. Figured him out a little bit after scorching hot start. Nothing really. I think probably my interest starts again when we get to Chris Taylor at 4,100. Yeah, yeah, I would still throw potentially Castellanos out there at 43. I know it's not against a lefty, but you know there's still some decent power there. And I guess if Austin Meadows returns, he's only, he only missed time due to an illness at 44. Maybe a spot, but he did definitely Chris Taylor against a lefty at 41. Loriano returned to the lineup. Mm, that's interesting. He went over four with two strikeouts, but I don't know. He steals bags. He has a little bit of pop. Pineda isn't a shutdown guy by any stretch, so you know potential potentially something there. But again, there's really nothing crazy on this your guy I think sanchez even though he's been really yeah he's struggling been bad lately. man yeah he's been so bad yeah i think like we mentioned varsho if you want to use him in the outfield i think that's fine too yeah. um, pollock as a punt he's been bad sanchez as a punt he's been bad julio rodriguez is still hitting fairly well 314 average over his last 10 games he got four hits over the last three tripled the other day stole a base again today to lead his what his league leading 10th bag again gets a lefty and ranger suarez here so 3400 julio rodriguez yep for sure for sure i think that's a good spot for him. paven smith at 31 if you're just looking to stack lefties yep and he's been hitting for all of his hits are just leaving the park yeah. so 3100 uh, for him that's pretty cheap damn so you could probably if you did want to spend up double spend up like woodruff rodon yeah and you play in a dimeback stack you could still get some good bats yeah, around some, that there's some cheapies there for let's see i guess that's probably yet until we get some starting lineups out oh double oh double if oh double's in the lineup True. He's been okay. Yeah, he homework a couple like back to back games like last week, didn't he? Yeah, he's striking out a lot, but we know he has some speed too. 
six extra base hits in 12 games is not too bad. 281 average, 800 plus OPS. So I don't hate that as like a as a cheapy punt. Yeah, that's fine. I don't, I don't mind it either. I'm just trying to see if there's anybody else here. Manny Margot homered again today, John. Okay. By the way, homer in three straight. Hit a grand slam. He has 20 yeah. RBIs. <laughs> 325, 885, and he's 2,900. What? He has two, like, look at this guy. He, he has like a 10-game hit streak right now. 10-game hit streak. He's so- stolen two bags in four games, three home runs in a row, four runs a game, uh, run scored in four straight games, an RBI in four of five, five of six. Holy smokes. All right. So this is now the Manny Margot podcast. He better be the cover of this freaking pot. I'm just kidding. But even if you like Syndergaard in this spot, 2,900 for a guy who's doing literally everything. Yeah, he's 3K on FanDuel. He is priced around guys like Jorge Soler, Charlie Blackman. We mentioned Paven Smith, Jesus Sanchez, guys we talked about that are priced higher than him. On, on DraftKings, he's actually more expensive than on FanDuel. So uh, Randy Arozarena is at 27. Meadows is 28. Loriano is $2,600. Abdubal, as you mentioned, is 26. Robbie Grossman, who leads off for Detroit, is $2,600 there. Here's a big price difference between guys. Stephen Kwan is $2,600 on FanDuel. On DraftKings, Kwan is 48 so that is a massive price discrepancy between the two sites if you're just looking for or something. Garrett Cooper, we know he's got powers at 25 on DraftKings. Yep. Let's see. Anybody else jump out to this here? It's probably it for guys that stick out to me. Andre FanDuel. Beer's 22 if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, that's it. So we'll see what starting lineups are. I'm sure there'll be a mid-price guy that pops out on FanDuel for you. But uh, home run call, James. Where are we going? I'm going to go to sunny San Diego and I'm going to go with Manny Machado. Okay. That's a good one. Let me go with... I'm going to go with the home run call of Jose Abreu. There we go. You have Machado. I'll take Abreu against Plesak. We'll call, we'll call it a day. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll see if we we'll see if we can put one out there. If you have any questions, hit us on Discord, get us on Twitter. I think James on the playbook, so be on the lookout for that. You already got his takes. We'll get more of those takes in the playbook and in Discord for tomorrow, and we'll catch you guys later.